Welcome to the Bond Brain. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Bud West. Welcome back to the Bond Brain with another look at the Netflix series episodes Spycraft and the world of James Bond. How does 007 and the 007 films by Eon Productions measure up to real world Spycraft? The seventh episode in the series is focused on codebreakers or codebreaking. And this is something that we've really don't see a lot of in the Bond films, but there are some things here that do translate over. So the episode itself goes into cryptography, cyber espionage, and other ways to code or conceal communications. Now, one thing I thought that was interesting in here is they point out the difference between a code and a cipher, a code being one word or one symbol that could mean any things, and a cipher being something that jumbles the language of the message into a sort of a mess to be reassembled using a key later in order to read it. And they go into some of the historical devices that are used that go back centuries, even devices that were invented by Thomas Jefferson and and were still being used, or other forms of them were still being used throughout World War One. They touch on the electromechanical rotor system that kind of changed the game, and it, it made it harder for the human mind, or almost impossible for the human mind, to go in and decipher that particular message. And then they touch on how much of an impact the German Enigma machine during World War II had. And I'm not going to go into the Enigma. The Enigma was huge in this world. And, you know, if you want some background on the Enigma and how it really works, I recommend go over to Quantum History Podcast and listen to Donnie Waldron's, I think it was episode two. And he went into the Enigma because the Enigma is really the inspiration for the Lecter machine that Bond steals in From Russia With Love. And he goes into some of the reality there, but that's a pretty good episode. So if you want some background on this, you really want to go into Donnie's podcast. It goes into the cipher school that existed at Bletchley Park in the UK, started right before World War II broke out, and some of the things there that tie back to The Man Called Intrepid or William Stevenson that Henri Cormier has named his 007 podcast after, and a man who had a direct connection to Ian Fleming. And they talk about also Colossus, a series of 11 different computers invented and used in World War II to decipher German codes. And I've read actually in another location that the use of Colossus in deciphering German codes is estimated to have shortened World War II by anywhere from two to four years. I don't know what they base that on, but that is what I read. And then it also gets into what's called quantum computing and how the world of espionage now accepts the fact that code breaking is going to happen their ciphers are going to be broken. But as we talked about in the covert communication episode I did, all that information is 
perishable. I mean, finding out if the Germans and Nazis had found out about the D-Day landings two days after they occurred, they already knew about them by then. They didn't need to break a code to know that they were going to land on the day that they did. So it's really a question now of creating a code that lasts just long enough or a cipher that lasts just long enough to allow the information to become obsolete. And that's all that they really need when it comes to ciphers. Now, cyber warfare is huge. They go into what was called Stuxnet, if you remember that was in the news, about the successful mission to interrupt the centrifuges of Iran's nuclear enrichment program and basically create false readings on the operator's panels so that they eventually just kept turning up the speed, turning up the speed of the centrifuges and destroying their own devices. And then it goes into a lot of other items that we see and things we carry. It talks about our cell phones. And uh, I thought it was pretty interesting that they consider the cell phone now to be what they call a weapon of mass disruption. In other words, the ability to use that cell phone to coordinate attacks allows a smaller group of people to have a larger impact. And, you know, those are things that we do see in the Bond films. I mean, if we think about Spectre, that's all about surveillance, watching people knowing the communications that are occurring, knowing what they're saying, and having that information before it becomes perishable. And then they go into, which I thought was more along the lines of a specific Bond film, and that is cyber warfare, or the ability to take down infrastructure. It's the whole plot of GoldenEye. 006 is going to take down the you know, British banking system after ripping it off. He's going to have his revenge for his parents. He's going to have a boatload of money when he's done. And believe it or not, this stuff has already been done. And so when you look at the attack in 2007 that Russia perpetuated against Estonia, basically that's it. They shut everything down. And then they did it again in the conflict with Ukraine. I think that was like 20. 16 maybe or 2015 you don't quote me on the date for that but again it was another cyber warfare infrastructure attack that crippled both of those nations for a period of time and you they did that you know in a almost like a no bombs are necessary type of situation so i don't know the exact details of those but i know it looked as if at the time estonia was kind of the practice run for the incursion into Crimea. So this kind of stuff is really happening. Goldeneye is really not that far-fetched. Spectre is really not that far-fetched. And even nowadays with misinformation, they talk about that. We get a lot of misinformation from our own media, from our own news sources. And if you think to back to tomorrow never dies. I mean, Bond at times when it comes to this type of espionage can really be spot on in moments. So this was an interesting one particularly for the ties to GoldenEye, and for a little bit of information on the difference between codes and ciphers, if you're going to only watch one of these episodes, this one is pretty realistic and it hits home for a lot of us. We all have these Alexa or Google devices in our home that listen to our voices that are probably listening right now, and uh, our cell phones. We all carry around tracking devices. So this one really hits home. I think it's spot on. 
they make a comment at the end that the future is here. I think that that's certainly true. And I, I would give this one a shot if you're at all remotely interested in this type of stuff. Thank you very much for listening again. And this is Bud West with the Bond Brain. And the Bond Brain will return. 